Dobbs app today. happening friday we made it it is your morning ritual with me garrett lewis on knst am 790 tucson's most stimulating talk three things i think you need to know you know there's probably a bonus one before i even start in there i probably should talk about what i I, what is supposed to happen on sunday we'll get into that in just a second First three things that I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster, yes, is inviting Putin to the White House uh, and had no problem with what you heard the soundbite. If you listen to Fox News, we have it lined up, ready to go in this show, um, where uh, he said, listen, listen, Obama was a patsy to Putin. If uh, Putin and I, if we don't come to an agreement, I'll be the worst enemy he's ever had. Uh, Apparently, no matter what it is, no matter what happens, uh, the media and the Dems and the Swamp Republicans will not repeat, will will not believe anything. The president actually says or does. That's just that's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know. This is it, man. Another poll. Number one issue for Americans as we get to the midterms: immigration. Uh, I mean that that's the winning issue. That's what got Trump in the office. It's immigration uh, across the board. It's going up. Of course, Republicans care more about it than anybody else. But this is a big flipping deal. Big flipping deal. Uh, third thing, I think you need to know, ah, uh, yes, 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 uh, you knew what happened, right? A couple of Tucson restaurants have now joined the insanity. They are getting rid of their plastic straws based on a nine-year-old's non-scientific data or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple of Tucson restaurants, no more plastic straws. We do so much. Th- oh, this is terrible. Oh, we've ever- okay, whatever. I mean, listen, they can do whatever they want. Uh, apparently it's a lot more expensive to use what they're going to use. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Three things I think you need to know before we start. And, uh, and Jasmine knows about this because she's been here all week and Ryan's back Tuesday. Jasmine, you're not here on Monday though. Uh, we'll have a Michael Goodrich because you've had your fill of me and I understand that. Um, and this was out of the blue. And as of now, I'm supposed to be there. I guess, uh, I was asked to be a guest on Fox news channel Sunday morning in the 10 AM hour. Uh, where I will solve all the world's problems probably in, in a uh, in a four and a half minute slot, uh, I think. I think. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's what it comes down to. Um, I was asked to talk about the news of the day. So it's going to be the person at Fox News in the middle, and I'll be on the box on one side, and someone who disagrees with everything that I believe. We'll be in the box on the other side, and we go from there. I'm not even, yeah. So uh, Sunday morning in the 10 a.m. hour, if you have nothing better to do, uh, I will be clean shaven. Uh, I will be dressed appropriately. Don't ask, I will not be wearing the orange pants, and even if I am, you won't be able to see it because it's only from, like, the chest up. So uh, maybe I will be wearing the orange pants. You'll never know. You'll never know. So anyway, I don't even know how it happened. I, they just randomly found me. So uh, that's pretty cool. I'm down with that. So uh, Sunday morning in the 10 a.m. hour, uh, yours truly will be on uh, Fox News Channel, America's news headquarters. It's just their, you know, regular. All right, well, let's know what's going on throughout the day, blah, 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 blah. So you have that. It's exciting, right? 
Again, a typical freak out from uh, my mother. Uh, I've been on the radio for a long time. Uh, at one point, I also um, had billboards promoting me. Right? My mother was more excited about my face on a billboard than she was me on the actual radio. I'm like, you know, I'm on the radio every day. I know, but you're on a billboard. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. Anyway, pretty cool stuff. Uh, it should be fun. Um, and I'm already being lectured as to what I should do and or how I should act and everything by my wife. I mean, it is different. It's different because you have to sit there. You have to like have a smile on your face. Otherwise, you look like a grouch. You might not be a grouch, but that, that's how it is on TV. That's why they always smile. Because if you're not smiling, you look like a jerk, right? Am I leaving you? People are calling and asking that already? Um, only if you don't buy the advertiser's products. That's true, though. Am I leaving you? Just because they asked me to be on that. I mean, who knows? You never know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, don't you love when I do that? <laughs> I actually announced it a couple of days ago because uh, they hate me here. Um, I signed a, another contract that'll keep me here for a couple of more years. Literally signed it on Monday. Uh, so I'll be here uh, as long as we on both sides agree for another couple of years. Um Notice how they haven't said anything publicly out of this building about that, by the way. Shh. We're not going to say anything. No, shh. So not quite yet, but listen, we've had longtime advertisers, and in all seriousness, um, one other, I, I do love it here. I love the weather. Uh, my wife has made great friends. I don't like any of them. Um, my son has made some great friends. I don't like any of the parents of the kids. But for them, I'll sacrifice. Right? I'll sacrifice. So uh, we did get here in that aspect, and and things are better than I thought they'd actually be, if you're reading between the lines, um, it, here in, in the, the greater Tucson area. But in all seriousness, we've had so much support, and it's thanks to you from our uh, our advertisers. That's why there are a lot of them. Because it works, because you believe in it. And let me tell you something. I, my, all my advertisers, if they were pushing garbage, there's no way in hell I would tell you that this is a good idea. If this, if this is something that interests you, you should check it out. This could help improve your life, blah, 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 blah. So uh, I just, you know, it doesn't cost you anything to listen to this show, but for me to stay here, um, I'm being perfectly honest. Um, you got to just support the advertisers because if they go, then I, they can't afford to keep me here. And then I go, that's just how the world works. So, um, so anyway, no, I'll, we'll be here for a little bit. It may, it might even be longer. You know, you start liking a place. It, um, it's good. It's good. By the way, one other thing before we get into the, uh, the meat and potatoes, but this is kind of meat and potatoes, isn't it? Yesterday. Uh, every well, every year the there's a professor over at the U of A, uh, marketing and advertising, and he brings his classes, a couple of classes every single time. Usually, one of the classes is when I'm on the air, so they can't come in here, and then he brings the other one around when I just finished. So he bring, can I bring him in? Sure, 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 sure. And he got all these, uh, you know, I, I hate, I sound like an old friggin' person, I'm like these young kids, but that's what they are, you know. They're 
18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids, whatever the hell they are, 22. Um, and they're in here yesterday. And of course, and I wouldn't expect this, not one of them have, you know, have listened to this show. And I, I look at them all after I was introduced by the professor. I look at them all. Um, and uh, I said, all right. And the professor actually says to me, can you explain to them what you do? And I said, I make fun of people for four hours talking about news and, and everything else. I, you know, I just make fun of stupid people. And I said, uh, any questions? And there are no hands. So I look at all these younger people and I say, you guys are going to be awesome in this world. What did I say? You guys are going to do awesome in this world. You guys are going to do awesome in this world. So one of them raises his hand on the back and you couldn't script it any better. And tell me if I'm wrong. Jasmine, you witness this. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. But I believe he asked, um, you say you make fun of stupid people. Uh, how do you do that? Uh, you, you know, when, when you offend them. Did he say, how do you, how, or well, how do you do that without offending? That's what, how do you do that without offending them? I mean, hello, snowflake. How do you make fun of people for four hours and stupid people without offending them? So that's, and I, and this is my test back because I think I'm kind of quick on my feet like this, even though I'm sitting down. Um, I said, why would I give a crap about offending anybody? I don't care what they think. And they all got very excited and cheered and clapped and, you know, so, and what I, t- and, and then I kind of told them about, you know, some of the garbage stories at the U of A that they're unaware of. I was like, how many of you are incurring debt and, and are in debt? And they all raised their hand. I said, you know, your university is paying $429,000 for a couple of diversity officers. What? What's that? Mm. I said, see, if you listen to the show, you know this stuff. And I explained the whole ouch oops thing. And if you don't know what that is, uh, one of the dopey uh, guys, he, he, this, this, what, the two people make 429 grand. The chick diversity officer makes four, 215 because girls have to get paid more nowadays. The guy, Jesus Trevino, not really a man, makes less than the girl, 214, right? See, there you go. I don't care about offending people. Uh, and he wrote up a, 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 an idea. He wrote up a just what he thought would be appropriate if anybody has, uh, if anybody's offended in class, if a professor says something, other student says something, the student that's offended says, ouch, and then everybody stops, and the, the person that was speaking stops and says, oops, and they talk about what offended them, and they went, what? So I explain all this stuff, and then as they're leaving, they're fist bumping, dude, you're awesome, I'm going gonna, gonna to listen, so they're all going to listen on their on their apps because there's no listening on the radio anymore or watching television with that crowd. So, you know, I'm, but I, I just thought it was uh, very interesting how the first question was, how can I make fun of people without offending them? But then at the same time, so they, they're kind of brainwashed in that aspect, these college students, right? They're kind of brain, How can I do this without worrying about offending somebody or without offending somebody? But at the same time, they don't give a crap about people being offended. I Deep down, these students are just like you and me. They might have to find it. They might not even realize it. But they don't care if they're offended or someone else is offended. And I think that, for the most part, they just sit back and, and, and just are kind of like, well, you know, if... If someone's offended, whatever, but they, they're, they're afraid to express it because they think that the whole mob is going to go after them. And that's, that's one of the problems right there, too. You have that mob mentality, right? Somebody says, like on Twitter, the cesspool of Twitter. Somebody says something on Twitter that people don't agree with. They get mobbed. You, just, you never should read the comments. Like, who cares at some point? 
Like there was some director that said that uh, he's a big lib, but he actually encouraged people to listen to Ben Shapiro uh, read his tweets because it could open your eyes. And then he got attacked to delete the tweet just for having an opinion. Yeah. So anyway, um, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. And you know, something similar happened in that aspect uh, on The View. We'll play that at 640 this morning. Judge Janine. Um, apparently, since she supports Trump, worst person ever, Whoopi Goldberg claimed that Trump whips up hate and you have to hear, and I'm sure you missed it because you wouldn't bother watching The View, you have to hear Whoopi lose her mind. Triggered only by the fact that Judge Janine was sitting at the table. Uh, it was, it was, and then, and then on top of that, Whoopi and Judge Janine saw each other in a hallway after the show. And what Whoopi said to her, holy crap, I mean, it is, it's, uh, it's, it's pathetic. It, it's disgusting. It's, it's, it's all that. It, you have to hear it to believe it. It's that nuts. So we'll get to it, because that's what we do. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we'll continue. It's already 6... Man, it's 623. I've been talking for that long. Uh, we have some college stories to get to. Um, you know what we'll do when we get back? I think we should have time. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. The talking points. Elizabeth Warren trying to literally copy the rising star, so to speak. Uh, the the uh, And she's a moron. That Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez... The socialist uh, claiming that Americans are working a million jobs. Apparently, the since everything's going well, and the Democrats have nothing to run on except that they hate Trump. They're literally lying to you about the economy. You have to hear what uh, Pocahontas had to say. That's coming up. See, I don't care about offending people, and nobody should be offended. You know, should be offended real Native Americans uh, because she's appropriating your culture to get a job. Let's just face it; she did that to get a job. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yeah, 6.30. Thanks for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you here on KNST AM 790. 79 degrees outside. 100. Oh, here we go. See, you know, yesterday they're like, no more storms really. Now, scattered scattered thunderstorms throughout the day are possible. Same thing tomorrow. Tell you these meteorologists, they lie. Tonight, isolated thunderstorms as well. All right, so um, I want to. I want you to hear again. Again, this is just the the lying is just insane. Don't believe what your eyes tell you. Okay, Uh, the economy is doing pretty good, and we played the soundbite throughout the week of the uh, Democrat, the the socialist chick that's in the Democratic Party, the rising star, the face of it, that Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, whatever her name is, uh, chick, right? That can't explain why she has her thoughts about Israel and thinks socialism is awesome, despite the fact that she was an economics major. Because socialism has worked where? Anyway, uh, she claimed that American unemployment is so low because Americans are working like two and three jobs. Two, two jobs, two jobs. That's not how unemployment is actually calculated, but whatever. Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren, goes on MSNBC to tell you that even though you're, there are more jobs, there's more investment in, in, in jobs, in manufacturing, in business, everything stinks and it's all Trump's fault. Listen to this. Here we go. I think that big parts of this economy are not working for the American Mm. people. On MSNBC. There was a time when Wall Street numbers reflected that the economy overall was doing well. Yes. But not so much. Pause it. But that time was only under Obama. When he had money printed in QE1, 2, and 3, the quantitative easing. 
But now with Trump, real investment, it, it doesn't work. Let's continue. When not many people own shares of stock and mm. when corporations are doing well, they no longer share with their employees. Yes, that's there true. Was a yes. Time when saying, hey, the unemployment rate has gone down. Uh, that's a great thing. But, you know, now it's when not? people are working at minimum wage jobs oh. that won't support them or they're working two, three or four jobs what? to try to pay the rent and keep food on the table. Pause it. Then say- what? Oh, man. Oh, man. So now she has to up Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and say it's not just two jobs. They're working four jobs, man. They're working four jobs. Oh, man. Four jobs. And and that's, and that's they're working minimum wage and part-time four jobs. Uh, you know, this goes against everything that actually we... Did we just talk about this? I believe that I did that... In June of 2018, the amount of Americans that were working part-time jobs because their hours were cut or they couldn't find full-time, so they were working at least one, uh, at least uh, two part-time jobs to make up the difference. In June of 2010 compared to June of 2018, it dropped 3.9 million, meaning more people are working full-time. We talked about that earlier in the week. It's at the lowest level. People are people working two jobs or more are at the lowest level since December of 07. Yet, Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas wants you to think, nope, sky is falling. I mean, again, facts don't seem to really matter. Now, do they? No, they don't. We'll have more on that later. There's more she said, but we're running short on time. 6.34 uh, right now on KNST AM790. Joe Winfield running for Oro Valley uh, mayor against uh, Satish Hiremath and his horrible decision to buy that golf course. Uh, and I'm getting some reaction on that, too. Uh, people are like worried. It's it's crazy to me. Well, I'll talk about that, but also coming up in about five, Whoopi Goldberg literally attacks on camera and off camera Judge Janine because she likes Trump. You got to hear it to believe it. Uh, right now it's Fox. Fox. Yes. So I have, uh, as news continues to come out this morning, I have some great things that I think you need to know. How about this? Let's bump this up to number one. First thing that I think you need to know. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen did an interview in Aspen at that security forum. You know the story talked about how uh, illegal aliens are leaving their kids behind. The migrants are getting here because they want to come back in. They want the kids to be here and bring the parents back. Uh, she said, quote, all of these adults who left the U.S. without their kids left based on a decision to leave their children. So now we're saying to them, no, 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 you have to take the children. Oh... Wow. How about that? But now Central American countries are trying to fight us on that. Uh, She said, we have to involve the other countries. You know, one of the Northern Triangle countries, when I just met with them, said to me, it's not appropriate for Homeland Security or the U.S. government to determine what's in the best interest of the migrant's child. We in our courts will determine what's in the best interest of the child. She said, so it's very complicated. Apparently, they can leave them here. We'll get more into this. But they want them... To go back with the parents. I mean, let's let's reunite them, right? Reunite the pa- reunite the families. Second thing that I think you need to know: immigration, the most important issue, according to another poll. Gallup did a poll. There's all these polls. Immigration is the most important issue coming up in the midterms. Reuters did the same thing a couple weeks ago. Third thing I think you need to know: this is just great. A couple of Tucson restaurants, Rocco's. 
Uh, Rocco's, and I believe, what's the other one? Do you remember you put the audio in for me, Jazz? What was it? Uh, Hotel Congress. Getting rid of plastic straws because they apparently believe uh, the nine-year-old's data that it's all going into the garbage heap and how many are actually going in there. A nine-year-old kid calling. uh, We'll get into that. Three things I think you need to know. Yeah. But it feels good. It feels so good. I don't understand. Again, the awesome thing about Starbucks is that, they repl- remember, they're replacing those plastic straws because they believe in that what that nine-year-old did. The nine, this nine-year-old kid called up straw, uh, straw companies. How many straws do you make? Based on that information, he threw out what seven years ago, when he was nine years old, he threw out this information. You know, we have a half a billion dollars of straws every year going into the garbage heap. And EcoNuts took that and said, well, people will believe it if we say it. It's not scientific. And Starbucks is now going to get rid of the straws, replace it with the plastic tops, which actually use more plastic than straws do. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So that's cool, but at least it's not in the form of a straw, right? If a gun doesn't look scary, anyway. um, uh, Let's play, uh, and you probably don't watch The View, and... this goes to show the level of hatred, the level of insanity that's out there. Yesterday, I told you the Jewish guy out in uh, in, the, in the L.A. area opened up a kosher cafe, and since he's he's an immigrant and he supports Trump, since he supports Trump, he has been protested. Chamber of Commerce out there uh, took away his uh, his membership, which that's fine because Chamber of Commerce is a freaking joke anyway. But then he had these people showing up in masks outside his kosher cafe, hurling feces and anti-Semitic comments. Right, that's hatred right there, isn't it? Remember all those times that people did that to Obama-backing businesses? Because I don't. But anyway. This is just another example of hate, but it gets ignored by morons like Whoopi freaking Goldberg. Judge Janine from Fox goes on. She's invited. The View calls her. Hey, you want to push your book? Come on our show. All right, fine. Grant, I think that everybody should just stop going on The View. And I'm not censoring, but it's just walking into a crap storm. You know, it's just... You have a bunch of hyenas yelling at you. Uh, you got, you know, the fraud conservative, the fraud Republican, uh, John McCain's daughter, who would never be able to get a job in America on in media if her last name wasn't McCain. She is such an annoying human being um, and a horrible, horrible radio host. Don't blame me when she was on this station. Wasn't my idea. Uh, anyway, I, I love when she called it her first episode. That was the first hint. Uh, just so you know, by the way, I listened to the first six minutes of that when she said, I'm so excited that this is my first episode. That's when I turned it off and never listened. And hey, people actually listen. I couldn't listen. Should I not say that? I don't care. So anyway, let's do 109. This is uh, Judge Janine. She's getting, you know, stupid questions hit up on her by the other adults on The View. And then Whoopi Goldberg wants to start in there and just listen to the nastiness. Here we go. Here's my you question know, for you. Here's my question for you because you talk about you, you talk about. I am not. Judge. Nobody no, is. I, no, oh, yeah. Did Megan you McCain. just point at me? Yes. Listen, I don't have Trump yes. derangement. Let me tell you what I have. Oh. Okay. I have a lot of. I'm tired of people starting a conversation mm. with Mexicans or liars and rapists. I'm tired of people. Does that happen a lot? A conversation about this country. Listen. I'm 62 years old. There have been a lot of people in office that I didn't agree with, but I have never, ever seen anything like this. I've never seen anybody whip up such hate. That's true. I've never seen anybody be so dismissive. Hmm. And I, 
and clearly you don't watch the show, so you don't know that I don't suffer from that. What I suffer from is the inability to figure out how to fix this. That's my hmm. issue. But one of the things that you talk about a lot, and I'm curious about it, is the deep state. How long has the deep state been there, and who's running it? Well, the, the, I want to answer your question because you gave you had actually, to ask no, you a question. You had I, I, your opening statement, which was how horrible it is that Donald Trump no, is talking no, no, about that's all you, of these I'm people. Sorry, you know that's what, what you said. You said, Whoopi, you know you said that when it was who it's shouldn't okay. be here end it's, up murdering the children of American citizens. You know what's horrible? What's when, horrible when the president of the United States whips up people to beat the hell out of people. Say goodbye. Say goodbye, and then ended the segment. Said, you're done. And that was it. Way to, way to be nice to the guest and plug the book, right? You can ask controversial questions, but let her answer. But she, talk about hate. She was never going to let her say anything. That's Whoopi Goldberg for you right there. Um, who whips up people to get people beat up? Remember how many times there were Trump rallies? Remember the poor lady that got chased and cornered by a group of anti-Trump people? And she, she was like, she was... She ran to a hotel and they wouldn't eat. There was such a mob after this woman. This was in California, I believe in San Jose. Uh, she was, was chased by a group of an angry mob of Trump haters during the campaign. And she went to, a, uh, to glass doors of hotel and the hotel idiots wouldn't let her in. And all of a sudden she's getting spit on and eggs thrown on her by these haters. Do you remember? And how many times have you seen the stories of people that come out of Trump rallies and get sucker punched and everything else by people that hate Trump? And I just told you about the crap throwers. You name it, right? And and Whoopi is blaming Trump for this. These people are deranged. Deranged. That I mean, not even letting her talk. It's embarrassing. And Disney's okay with it. This is another reason, by the way, I'd never want to go to Disneyland. I'd, Disney, ABC, they own ABC. Why would I want to go to Disneyland and support these dirtbags? Why would I want to go do that? They have other places that we can go to go have fun. They don't have to go to freaking Disneyland. God, I hope my kid holds off on that. And then like, friends think I'm joking around about that. And they're, oh, you're going to eventually take it. Stop talking to my kid about Disneyland. Shut up. It's not funny. Anyway. Um, then apparently it wasn't over. After the show, Judge Janine ran into Whoopi Goldberg backstage. Wait till you hear what, uh, what Whoopi Goldberg said to Judge Janine backstage. We'll do that when we come back in four minutes. It's incredible. Incredible stuff. Okay? That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Six fifty six, Garrett Lewis with you right here on KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thanks for hanging with me. It's going to be a hundred today. Scattered thunderstorms, isolated storms are possible tonight. Seventy nine for low, isolated thunderstorms as well. So the bad women will melt. That's just how it works. I've seen it in the movies. It's true. It's got to be true. Everything in Hollywood's true. Anyway, uh, again, we're getting calls, and I appreciate it. Uh, this Sunday morning, I'm supposed to be on, and who knows? I may get bumped. They might be breaking news. They might say he's too good looking. I don't know. 
I'm supposed to be on Fox News Channel at 10 a.m. local time uh, for their America's News Headquarters, which is just they go over what's going on in the day and have guests and, you know, on each side, argue it out, make the point, we move on. But, of course, I'll be shockingly brilliant. So, anyway, uh, that's going to be this Sunday morning. If you want to tune in, tune in, that'd be cool. Um, Now, let's play... um, what happened when Judge Jean ran into 110? Judge Jean ran into uh, Whoopi backstage. She went on Hannity's radio show and TV show. This is the TV part. Listen to this. Here we go. She asked me a question and then yells at me, yells about Donald Trump, yells about. And when I try to answer, she continued to yell. But it didn't end there, Sean. What happened was I realized the segment was over. I got up. Uh, and I, I just started, I left the stage going downstairs and I saw her and I had to walk by her and I said, Whoopi, I fought for victims my whole life, something like that. And she started cursing at me. What did she, she say? Tell, tell everybody what she me. said without saying it. She said, blank you. F you. F you. Mm. And I said, Whoopi, did you just say F you? I mean, I was, she was right here. Trump and then made her she do said, it. get the F out of this building and she yelled at me again get the f out of this building oh boy and i i felt like i was less than dirt i i couldn't believe that i went there to have a conversation i got thrown off the set thrown out of the building and as i walked away she's yelling at me get the f out of this building classy huh again trump made her do it and she denies that she has the Trump election derangement syndrome, the Teds. These people are sick. They're crazy. They're nuts. They're nuts. And things are going so well, but their hatred is blinding them. Right? I mean, the, the economy's good. Look at what's going on. Elizabeth Warren, we played it earlier, uh, going to the next level from the other socialist uh, out in New York that wants to be a congresswoman. Uh, people are working four jobs. No, they're not. No, they're. I even retweeted. The actual data that shows how many people are working part-time jobs compared to eight years ago. It's almost, and we'll get into that later on in the show. Joe Winfield, running for mayor of Oro Valley. Talk about the golf course purchase. Talk about some more things that affect Oro Valley. Don't go anywhere. Yes. Hello. What's happening? It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. Happy Friday. KNSTAM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Um, It's 7.08. You may be late. But that's okay. That's all right. There are three things I think you need to know. And, of course, I go back and forth on what I think is the most important thing. Right? Uh, First thing. Let's do this. First thing that I think you need to know uh, is that uh, the Trumpster, let's just do it this way. The Trumpster said, listen, listen, I'm inviting Putin to the White House. I'd rather be friends than enemies. I don't want to start a war. Why does the media want a war? Uh, Obama was a patsy. Why doesn't the media make a big deal when Obama was caught on the hot mic saying what he said? And he said, "If you know what? If Putin doesn't get along with me with this, I'll be the worst enemy he's had. Still, he must be in the pocket of Putin, right? That's what the, the dopey people say. He must be in the pocket of Putin. All right, cool, whatever. Second thing that I think you need to know, immigration. Another poll, Reuters a couple weeks ago, Gallup now. Immigration, the most important issue going into the midterms. Uh, I'm telling and the Republicans are so stupid. They just got to follow Trump on this, but whatever. But people care about this stuff, man. It's not racist. No other country is racist when they, when they keep out people. Why haven't the haters called the, the Mexican president-elect the socialist a racist? Because he now wants to create a border force to stop illegal aliens. 
from getting into Mexico? Is he not a racist? I mean, give me a break. Nothing wrong with that. Third thing, I think you need to know a couple of Tucson restaurants getting rid of their plastic straws. Little Rocco's and uh, Hotel Congress because they're buying into the myth of, uh, you know, the uh, what the nine-year-old found out without science. That straws are bad and they're filling up our landfills. Nine-year-old. Again, we've gone over this, and I'll do it. We'll make fun of them later on in the hour because that's what we can do. We're going to have to make fun of Chris Magnus, too, the chief of police. We'll do all that. Three things I think you need to know. Now, uh, there's a uh, big election coming up in a month, a little over a month, in uh, Oro Valley. Mayor and, uh, and three council seats. And it could, it could uh, turn the power. Uh, Oro Valley's got the nice paved roads. <clears throat> but if you've listened to this show, um, you've heard me talk a lot about uh, the golf course, the reckless, irresponsible, crony purchase that Satish Hiramath, the current mayor of Oro Valley, uh, has made, which cost taxpayers over $2 million bucks a year to cover the losses. Yeah. Again, bought the golf course, Hilton El Conquistador, for his uh, buddy, the town, he had the town buy it for his buddy, Humberto Lopez, HSL Properties, because he wanted the Hilton. He didn't want to have to deal with the money-losing golf course. But Hilton said, if you want to keep the name Hilton, you have to keep, you have to have golf and tennis. So Satish steps in and buys it. Helps out his buddy. And Satish is more than welcome to talk about this, by the way. Uh, But the guy that's opposing him is Joe Winfield. Joe, welcome to KNST. How you doing, man? Good morning, Garrett. I'm doing great. All right, so... Thank you for having me on your show. You got... I know there's other issues regarding Oro Valley, but when a town which is not very big loses a couple million bucks a year on an irresponsible golf course purchase. To me, that's kind of a big deal. So I want to get your take on, you know, maybe why it happened, how it happened, how you may deal with it. What's your take on this whole golf course situation? Yeah, thanks, Garrett. I appreciate that. You know, the incumbents are uh, running on a platform of proven leadership. Uh, So the question is, Garrett, uh, so what have they proven? They've proven that uh, they are very willing to accept uh, tens of thousands of dollars uh, from special interests. Uh, chief among those special interests, as you've mentioned, is HSL. In the past uh, three elections, they've uh, uh, HSL has uh, given uh, the mayor and council over eighty thousand dollars, and uh, that that's that's not changing. In two thousand eighteen, our most recent uh, financial reports show that uh, the mayor has received an eight thousand dollar contribution from HSL. Wow! So the yeah, I mean, sorry. It continues, uh, and so the result of that has been, you know, they've, they've proven that they can do backroom deals with camp, campaign contributors like HSL, as you've said, previous owner of the El Conquistador Golf Courses. So the benefit to HSL has been, of course, the sale price of a million, plus they've pocketed nearly $5 million in operation and maintenance savings. So, so the mayor and council have put in uh, Lopez's pocket, Six million, while taking out of the taxpayers of Oro Valley's pocket, almost eleven million. Wow, yeah, eleven what, million in losses. That, 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 this, well, this is just insane. It's not eleven million in losses. So let's mm. be clear. Mm. That's a million dollars for the purchase price. That's a seven million dollar loss and about two point seven million in capital investment. Okay, for a to- for a total of. Uh, Ten and a half million. Okay, I got you on that. Thank you for the clarification on that. And by the way, Steve Ironman is more than welcome to come on the show, and uh, and he, he never ever wants to. Um, and that's just fine. I've gotten, by the way, I've gotten emails from people, you know, that uh, that say it's time to move past. I, it wasn't a good thing, but it's time to move past this, and I don't buy that. If you were the mayor at the time, um, I mean, would you have even thought about doing this? 
buying that golf course? I, I, would, I would not have thought about it. I was on the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board. I mean, I think it was clear to any rational person with uh, the golf industry and a downtrend with the area saturated with golf that this was a bad deal from the start. And uh, I, I can't, uh, the only thing that uh, makes sense to me, uh, Garrett, is the fact that uh, HSL has contributed so significantly to this mayor and council to ensure that they get reelected. But I don't believe that's going to happen uh, this time, no matter how much uh, money throws, uh, Lopez throws at uh, the mayor and council. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Joe Winfield is who you're listening to. He is running for mayor up in Oro Valley. He's on KNST AM 790. And, you know, listen, Oro Valley is a small town. Um, you, are you just a working guy? Do you have any skin in the game? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I, I, I am, yeah, I'm, I am a, a working guy, absolutely. And uh, my, the skin in the game, so in my, in my financial report that I submitted along with the mayor, the mayor's had $21,000 in donations. Approximately 19000 of that is coming from uh, special interest. Anybody can go to my financial report. There's over 70 donations from the uh, broad-based community support is what that shows. Anywhere from 5 bucks to as much as $1,500. i have contributed 5000 of my own money into this campaign because I believe so strongly that we need a change in our local government. Um. Uh, when, when it comes to uh, this golf course, I mean, is there a solution? Uh, I mean, have you looked at the uh, the contract? What will happen? You know, should it be shut down? Yeah. Will Oro Valley be penalized? Uh, you know, there, there definitely are solutions. But I think part of the solution is recognizing that there's a problem. And that's, that's part of the problem with this mayor and council is that they seem to refuse to accept that there's a problem. Some on council won't even accept the fact that they've bought a golf course. They keep saying, we bought a community center. Well, I got news for you. Along with that uh, clubhouse are 45 holes of golf. So I think what the community needs, Garrett, is some straight talk about this golf course and how we move forward. Uh, the, the contract is a 585-page contract. We, we had to obtain it through a Freedom of Information Act request. We have an attorney reviewing it. What I know of the contract to date is that it guarantees management by a private golf management company. So it takes off the table the town managing this course. It also gives priority of golf and tennis bookings to hotel guests. As you mentioned, the branding of El Conquistador name stays on this. So it gives the impression or illusion that this is an El Conquistador property when, it, when it's actually the town's property. And uh, uh, HSL also has the right to lease if the town discontinues uh, golf operation. So where, where, where do we go with this? First of all, straight talk, daylight this contract to understand what exactly the mayor and council's contractual obligations they've uh, entered into for the town. I think an important step is to renegotiate or terminate the term contract, and that's set to expire in June 2019. If it doesn't expire, it just automatically rolls over into another five-year contract. To me, that's just unacceptable. Uh, we'll revisit the National Golf Foundation Option B, which is 27 holes. There's a possible 500 savings, uh, annual savings for that particular option. And for whatever reason, the mayor and council have chosen the more expensive option, which is Option A, the 36 holes. Mm. 
I remember, and this is Joe Winfield, who you're listening to, running for mayor in Oro Valley. I had uh, a gentleman on, really smart guy, whose whole business, 25 years experience, turning around money-losing golf courses and hotels. And he volunteered his time. He put into bid. The, the town said, we want, we want ideas. He gave his ideas to turn it around, and they totally ignored him. Uh, because he said there's so much waste. He said, you know, you, you have a large staff. What's your termination policy? And at that point, they fire government employees. No way. It's insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane. Joe, can you hang on for me for a minute? I want to talk more about that. Uh, besides the golf, I mean, some of you your bet. ideas. Uh, and thank you very much. Joe Winfield's on KNST AIM 790. Talk about um, uh, the anti-business sentiment. That's another thing that I get. People think that Oro Valley, you know, it's, 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 a, it's pretty good economically. Got paved roads. But uh, when I hear from contractors and potential business owners and business owners, they say it is so anti-business. Want to get some ideas on that. Uh, and it's just more about what, what he thinks, because the people that are against Joe uh, and, and the crew that's running say that they don't want any new things to happen in Oro Valley. So we get to that as well. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Shun. Uh-huh. 725. Thanks for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you. I like that part. It's a good one. Uh, it's going to be 100 degrees today, scattered thunderstorms throughout the day, 79 for low, chance of some isolated thunderstorms tonight as well, 80 degrees out right now. Don't forget you listen on the iHeartRadio app, download it, it's free, it's easy, it's simple, it's like me, free and easy. That's why my wife married me anyway. Um, seriously, so if you get out of your car, boom, you got the iHeartRadio app. You go into the store, iHeartRadio app, don't li- don't miss any of it. KNST.com, iHeartRadio.com, you have options, you have options. Um, let's go back to Joe Winfield running for mayor in Oro Valley. Joe, thanks for hanging on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, uh, listen, um, n- nobody's going to agree on everything, but I-, I have to ask you this cause I've been getting emails from people and I've been curious too. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, a BS tactic. I think from the mayor, the mayor thinks that he's, uh, being, uh, I hate the word progressive. It just bothers me, but like kind of modern kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're building things, doing things, blah, blah, blah. And, the word is, the word out on you and the other three candidates for council is that you guys don't want any building. You're like the NIMBY crowd, uh, and you'd oppose any kind of development. Is that true? There, there, there could be nothing further from the truth. You know, I've lived in this community for 22 years, um, and uh, people are going to move here. We, we want to be welcoming. Uh, development is going to continue. I know the mayor and council, again, they've turned to their special interests, the uh, Realtors Association to put out false information about uh, the other candidates and myself. I, I want to categorically say there will be there will not be a moratorium on development. This this wouldn't even be legally possible or permissible. It's ridiculous. Uh, there's nearly 2,000 homes currently zoned for development in Oro Valley. Uh, development is going to continue. Now, I mean, it's going to come to an end at some point because we're nearing built out. So we're about 85, 86% built out. So it's, uh, there's finite land within our current boundaries, but uh, there will be no moratorium on development. It's ridiculous. Uh, and, and, and here's the, and that's why I wanted to get it out there because I listen as much as I don't want the golf course purchase to ever happen again. And I have a strong, uh, let's face it. I have a strong, um, I have a strong opinion toward Satish and the rest of the uh, council members. Um, I so want to make I. sure, you know, we'll go, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I want to make sure that, look, Oro Valley was a sleepy retirement place, and I get it, and blah, blah. But now, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it was named the best place to raise a family. It beat out Scottsdale. So you have a whole bunch of younger families in there, and, you know, there needs to be restaurants and businesses and things like that. 
Absolutely. And I think some important first steps. So when the uh, mayor and council got us into this golf fiasco, they also increased the sales tax by 25% Yes, uh, to help subsidize golf at $50 a round. So just keep that in mind every time you see a golfer on the golf. And this isn't, I mean, golfers aren't the uh, enemy here. Golfers are good people. Golfers are my neighbors. Unfortunately, the mayor and council's poor decision has poisoned golf in a sense uh, because of this heavy tax subsidy that we, the people, we, the voters, had no uh, voice in. Uh, and, you know, in working to curb these golf losses, I think one of the best things that we can do for local business and especially retail business and other businesses is to, is to work to reduce the sales tax. You know, a lot of people have uh, voted with their feet, and unfortunately they've gone out uh, to do their shopping out of Oro Valley because they simply can't stomach uh, subsidizing uh, golf at these uh, significant losses year after year. When you think about it, when you make a purchase, 25% of that sales tax is earmarked for golf. So I think one of the things that we can do is to work to reduce the sales tax. The mayor keeps saying that uh, the golf course is breaking even. If it's breaking even, then throttle back on the sales tax that they uh, increased. If it's breaking even, then why why introduce a $6 million bond? Why go into debt for capital investments? Well, they're doing those things because they they very they know that they're not breaking even, that, that they're, the losses are deeper than what they could ever imagined, and they, they simply will not be honest with the community. I think the other, uh, another important thing is for the town to stop competing with local businesses. We had an event at uh, Z Pizza a couple weeks ago, and I was talking to Rob, the owner. You know, summers are hard for our local businesses because there's such a uh, uh, people leaving, and uh, he goes into the red in his restaurant. Uh, he, he gets a loan from the bank, they're good to him, and then he climbs out of that as, uh, as uh, winter visitors uh, begin to return. And, you know, and just you think about it. Here, here's Rob down the street from the Overlook restaurant, which we've been subsidizing, and it's been losing money from the start. We should have never got into the restaurant business as a town. And it's those kinds of things that just they didn't make sense three years ago. Why the town has continued doing that uh, makes no sense. And if I'm mayor, uh, there will be no competing with local businesses. Uh, I, I'd like, yeah. I, I've heard, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, finish your thought. Uh, so, in, you know, I've, I've been canvassing since April. We've had over uh, 20 uh, meet, meet and greets. And among the conversations I've had is with small business owners. And they're frustrated. Uh, I've talked with an architect. He was working with St. Mark's Catholic Church. They paid a quarter of a million dollars more because of, uh, at least in his view, unnecessary uh, regulations and oversight by the town. I, and and this is just repeat. We had a woman at a meeting this past week, frustrated, had a small local business, and she feels like she just gets grief from the town. I'd like to establish a small business task force, to, you know, to really identify practical ways the town can be more business friendly. And that's a big thing. And Joe Winfield's on KNST AM 790. We only have about a minute left. Um, but, you know, what, what can you do? Because people think Oro Valley business. People have money. It's got to be great. But I know business owners. I know a buddy of mine. It's taken him almost two years to open up a business out in Oro Valley. Uh, you know, you have different. Th- they don't even know what's going on. They were told their landscape plan is wrong uh, by the town. They said, what, what can we plant? Well, you have to go to the town hall. Everything they planted, they told they weren't they couldn't plant. 
was already planted at town hall. It's like they don't know. So how can you straighten that out? Can the mayor do something about that? Well, absolutely the mayor can do something about that. I mean, the mayor and the council provide uh, direction and policy to the staff. And, and, and part of it, uh, uh, Garrett, is being out in the community and talking with business owners. I mean, the, the, the part contributing to this problem is that the mayor and council are out of touch. And uh, so it's being in the community, it's talking with business owners, and absolutely the mayor and council can make a difference to, uh, to be more friendly to, uh, to our local businesses and to be inviting uh, to uh, businesses that are wanting to come into town. Okay. Uh, I tell you what, so um, where can people find out more? I'm sure we'll get you on, and I, you know, I'll, of course, reach out to Satish and be rebuffed. Uh, but sure. Where can people find out more about you and, and your fellow candidates? Okay, if they go to my website, joewinfieldmayor.com, there's links to the other candidates. So that's joewinfieldmayor.com, and I invite them to do that. Uh, we also have Facebook sites. All that information is at our, at our web, that they can uh, get links to all the other candidates. And I really appreciate the time, uh, Garrett. Sure, well, four, well, years was a, yeah. well, four years was enough with this mayor and council. Eight years was too much. Twelve years is unthinkable. I, well, I got it. Really quick. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm getting inundated with emails. And I got an email. Joyce Jones Ivy is another council. She's running for, for council. She wants, you know, she's, she's on the, the same she side is, as you. right. So we have Melanie yeah. Barrett, Joyce Jones Ivy, and Josh Nicholson. Yep. And, but it says right here on her page from ArizonaList.org, uh, her background about what she wants and wants uh, wants to do. She will advocate for a moratorium on development and call for impact studies on current and future growth. Is that I, true? I I have a hard time believing that. What I, I I have a hard time believing it, but I will follow up, uh, Garrett. Please do. And uh, but that that that's not the Joyce that I know. Okay. Please do. Please let me know, because if there's stuff that's inaccurate out there, she better fix that. But uh, that's the one fear that I have as well, is that you can't just all of a sudden, you know, build six pickleball courts and call it a day, you know? Right. Um, I I, I agree with you. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Joe Joe Winfield, man, thanks for the time today, and I'm sure we'll get you on before before it's all said and done, okay? Garrett, I hope so. Thank you. Please vote. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, you can say that. I only say that uh, only smart people vote. That's what I say. Don't screw up my life. 734, we'll continue. A couple of Tucson restaurants have bought into the whole plastic straws are bad. You got to hear it to believe it. It's coming up. Here's Fox. Oh, yeah. 741, thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, You've been listening to the news. Number one, let's bump this up, in my estimation. Number one, first thing I think you need to know, which is why it's number one. And you heard the sound of uh, Kelly Ward saying she's challenged uh, McSilent and Arpaio to a debate. And they won't answer her. Well, I just got my hands on a uh, a letter that was written by Dr. Kelly Ward to Jonathan Lines, the chairman of the Arizona Republican Party, the one that, you know, feigned outrage when Ken Bennett was like, uh, listen, I will not appoint Cindy McCain to take over the Senate seat. Uh, that, I, I, I will not do that. Oh, that's just terrible. How can you? You kidding me, dude? So anyway, uh, Kelly Ward wrote a whole letter, said that basically we have a responsibility our Republican primary voters haven't seen the candidates uh, in, a, in a state-wise televised debate. Fox News wants to do it. They won't accept my offer. I hope you can help make this happen. We will be here to help you. So she wants a debate, and McSilent is running, because that's what she does literally all the time. 
And uh, Sheriff Joe, apparently, well, he's Sheriff Joe. He needs needs to go away. So uh, we'll talk about that. Second thing that I think you need to know, immigration, and this is what will help Kelly Ward, and it's what's shaking Martha McSally's confidence and her handlers. What do we do now? Which way does the wind blow? Anyway, um, uh, immigration. Two weeks ago, Reuters said it's the most important thing, according to voters, for the midterm. Uh, Gallup just did a poll. Most important thing for the for the midterm elections to voters as well. It's a big flipping deal. Third thing I think you need to know. We're going to make fun of this now. Tucson restaurants, a couple of them. They buy into the BS and get rid of plastic straws to make them feel better. Ah, oh, yeah, they do. We'll talk about that right now. Three things I think you need to know. Oh, man. Um... Tucson News Now had this story, and this is just epically, this is epically awesome. Uh, maybe you're one of those U of A college kids that was here yesterday. I talked about this in the first segment of the show. A couple of, you know, a couple of classes that were here. They didn't, never listen to this show, never would. Uh, I, told, I told them I make fun of stupid people for four hours. Question was asked to me, how, what was it again? How can you ask, the, how can you make fun of people without offending them? And I said, why would I give a bleep about offending them? I, I used the bad word. We weren't on the air. And they loved that. I'm like, deep down, people love making fun of stupid people. doesn't matter. Anybody this, it's just what we do. It's human nature. Accept it. It's okay. It's what comedy is. So that's what I do. So we're going to make fun of these two restaurants because they're just, they're out, they're out to lunch, literally, without plastic straws. Um, and I'll get to, again, why they are just so uh, insane in just a second. Let's play... We cut it. I cut it. I had Jasmine cut it up into certain uh, pieces. Uh, Little Rocco's. I've never been there. I heard it's good. Little Rocco's uh, and Hotel Congress. I've been to Hotel Congress. It's been a while. I have two kids now. It's it's hard. Anyway, uh, listen to this uh, awesome stuff, and we'll pause it for just laughter. Here we go. And we kind of took a look at how much garbage waste we had just from straws alone, and it's pretty alarming when you see it at the end of a busy night. General, pause it. Yeah, that's the guy, the GM from Little Rocco. So straws are not big, right? You know, I wonder if this is happening more often because I I went to I had a, a business lunch yesterday. Um, and I, I got to the res- particular restaurant first. I asked for an iced tea. No straw. Maybe she forgot. Can I have a straw? Sure. Brings over a straw and a napkin. I was the first one there. The two guys met me there. They are, They ordered waters. They also had to ask for straws. And it occurred to me, but I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. But I wonder if they're doing this garbage based on not even anything that's scientific. Anyway, so yeah, by the way, out of all the waste, and I've worked in restaurants. I mean, you throw a lot of stuff out. You throw napkins. You throw out, uh, you throw out food. You, th- you throw out all kinds of stuff. Straws? And remember, the whole straw thing was to try to keep straws out of the ocean. Now it's to keep it out of the landfill, I guess. Okay, whatever. And they can do what they want, right? Let's continue. Listen to this. Here we go. General Manager Evan Stevens says they switched in the last month. The start of an effort to shift to all biodegradable mm. products. Okay. Well, I'd say a lot of people are very in favor of it. Um, we had a few people that were very vocally opposed to it. But <laughs> listeners, they got over it pretty quickly. When you order a drink, you won't see a straw or a napkin. Instead, it's up to the customer 
to ask for a hotel congress. We are probably saving about 10,000 straws a week. Mm. Rita Botwell says the hotel joined the global initiative One Less Straw in 2016. Mm. The plan to phase out these plastic straws people ask for to a plant-based option. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is an investment, but there's a clear return on it. Of an course. An investment that will cost the hotel about eight times more than the plastic. Oh. Botwell says the budget will level out with less people using them. Yes, we're going to make you not use straws. I don't know about you, but I have to have a straw. I know it's weird, you know, because I don't want to touch the glass. Who knows? But you drink what's in the glass. I get it. I want a straw. Some people want straws because they don't want if they're going to have a, you know, an iced tea, a Coke Zero, a diet, whatever it is, right? They don't want it to stain their teeth. They want the straw. Now, insist. okay, look, I get it. Smoking, it's stupid. Nowadays, people kind of, they look down on people that say, you smoke? Huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're going to try to make it as if they're going to vilify people that have the audacity to ask for a freaking straw. You want a straw? Do you not care about the earth? You jerk. How can you ask for a straw? It's crazy. And I don't want to get into this, but this is what's this is what I, I find to be kind of funny too. Um so you want to make sure that you uh you save the straws. I'll bet you she's not in favor of saving something else if you catch my drift. I'm just throwing that out there. Straws are much more important. I I get it. I get it. And listen, I don't like this stuff. I don't like, you know, you, you get a six pack of something, you cut I cut the rings. I don't want to see a fish, a bird have be trapped. I I get it. I get it. But um, this is all, do you understand what this is all about? If you've listened, you get it. If you don't, I'll let you know right now. Uh, It's all on this this myth about the plastic straws. And do you know where it all started? This is insane. Milo. Milo Kress. He's now 16 years old. Seven years ago, Milo Kress was nine. Who's Milo Kress? Milo Kress, I guess, thought straws were bad. He saw how many straws were being used when he went to restaurants. Um, he started the Be Straw Free campaign. And, and he told Reason.com he arrived at the amount. He said 500 million straws a day are being used. He came up with that. He published that. Ecological websites have put it on there. EcoCycles website put it up there. Other environmental websites have put it up there. And then it gets taken by media outlets, right? This is how fake news gets spread. 500 million straws a day. Is it real? Is it? I mean, how did he come to this? Is there any science behind it? Um, he called up straw manufacturers in 2011 when he was nine years old. He called them up. And based on their answers of how many straws they make, he came up with the idea that 500 million straws a day are actually used. There's no science behind it. He literally, how many straws do you make? Okay, thank you. How many? That's it. There's no science. There's no science. Uh, environmental websites can't even figure out where it actually came from. They Well, is there any actual evidence? Well, no, we just got it from this guy. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. So it's based on junk science. Um... Milo Crest told Reason, he's now 16, if people are forced not to use straws, then they won't necessarily see that it's for the environment. They'll just think it's another inconvenience imposed on them by government. Hmm. We don't really know how big of a problem it is with straws. We have no idea. No clue. 
I just remember uh, biodegradable plastic straws were used by Hard Rock Cafe back in the day when I went there probably 25 years ago. God, I'm old now. And uh, they were the worst straws ever. You wind up like kind of chewing it and it's just awful. And that, listen, hotel, they could do whatever they want to do. I just want to make fun of them, Hotel Congress and Little Rocco's, for being so freaking stupid that they're falling for this garbage. You don't understand. We're saving everything. Sure you are. Okay. Uh, stop using plastic altogether. Make sure your uh, your workers don't go to Starbucks and get a plastic cup filled with their favorite Starbucks drink and everything else, okay? Uh, we'll continue. 751. We'll get your calls at some point. I swear we will. Uh, I have more to say. 880-KNST, 880-5678. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hello. What's going on? It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. Man, oh man, oh man. Um... There are three things that I think you need to know, but I'm going to throw a key, um, a key one right here that's not that doesn't count. But I'm getting more information about this, and I, I probably haven't said it enough. As much as I love myself, I probably don't promote myself enough. As of now, I've been I've been asked, and I'll be on Fox News Channel this Sunday morning uh, in the 10 a.m. hour. It's during their America's News uh, America's News headquarters, where they just go over the news, things that are going on, blah 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 blah, things like that, right? So I get, you know, I was contacted by Fox News Channel. Uh, obviously, I look good, right? On top of that, the smarts. Um, so they're like, hey, do you want to uh, be a guest on the show to talk about the news of the day? And blah, blah. Sure. Why not? Um, so uh, here's the thing. I may wear my orange pants, but you'll never know because it's usually from like mid-chest up. So uh, again, you, won't, you just won't know. You just want to, but I, this Sunday morning in the 10 a.m. hour, I don't know exactly what time, but at some point in the 10 a.m. hour, I will be on Fox News Channel unless they bump me, which, you know, what happens from some, you know, I bump people, I bump guests, I bump topics, right? So uh, anyway, I'll be on there and people are like, did I hear that? Is that true? Is that what's it? Not Fox News Sunday. That's like they're. There, anyway, it's Fox News Channel on Sunday morning in the 10 a.m. local, so it's 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. local time, and they'll talk to me about I, who knows what, and they'll be, again, it'll be like me on one side, the Fox News anchor in the middle, and then the person that thinks the complete opposite of me on the other side. So pretty cool, right? You know, we'll see what happens. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll choke. Doubtful, uh, but there you go. That's pretty cool, right? I'm going to ask, please wear your orange pants. They're never going to see them. I might I might strip down to no pants. You'll never know. That'd be interesting. You want to talk about something going viral. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, despite that I have had a successful radio career thus far, um, uh, my mother is so excited about this. She was more excited about me on billboards years ago. And this than anything else. Radio. <laughs> so anyway, three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, Kelly Ward has challenged once again Martha McSilent and Joe Arpaio to a debate. They're not answering. They're not, they don't even want to do anything. You got a primary coming up in a month. Uh, and I mean, why won't they talk? What is Martha McSally afraid of? Uh, answer, her shadow. Uh, anyway, 
So uh, Kelly Ward wrote a letter to the Arizona GOP chairman. And these guys are generally useless. Uh, and uh, she has not heard back from him yet. Jonathan Lines is his name. Because she's like, hey, can you, you know, maybe want to do something? Because Fox News Channel would love to, you know, air a debate between me, McSally, and Arpaio. Voters deserve to know what answers are, where people stand, blah, blah, blah. Uh, can you help with this? And the chairman of the Arizona GOP, who obviously is an establishment dude, because, again, he flipped out when Ken Bennett wrote, uh, if, if I'm governor, I will not appoint Cindy McCain um, to a Senate seat because there was rumors. There were all kinds of rumors, right? All kinds of rumors about um, about uh, uh, John McCain's wife, Ducey, appointing her to be take over the Senate seat. So anyway, and they flipped. This is terrible. How can you say something like that? Because, you know, screw you, buddy. It ain't your scene. It's not terrible. We want to know what the hell's going to happen. Anyway, that's a long first thing. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that immigration is the big issue. Two weeks ago, Reuters poll said immigration, the biggest issue going to the midterms. And uh, now all of a sudden, uh, Gallup comes out. Yes, also, they concur. Midterm voters, immigration, most important issue. Third thing I think you need to know, and again, I find it to be funny, two Tucson restaurants decide to not... uh, not use straws. They no more straws. Too much waste. Based on that non-scientific anything. A nine-year-old seven years ago calls up straw manufacturers and says, "Hey, how many straws do you use?" Comes up with a random number. I called a couple of them. Like half a billion are used every day. So that's what we're going to do. Is and the environmentalists jump on it, act like it's a fact and it was proven, and they go with it from there. And now you have two restaurants in Tucson. The uh, what the Hotel Congress and um. And Little Rocco's, they no more. No more. No more. So we have that, which is nice. Now, um, those are three things I think you need to know. I got a phone call. Um, after being here eight and a half years, I know some people. I can't say where or what or whatever. But, you know, even if you joke around, I know somebody that owns a restaurant. And they joked around about how they were still going to serve straws. And the reaction from people. Holy crap. The reaction from people was insane. How can you even joke about that? What can you... Lighten up! My God! If people actually knew where this came from, again, another one of these things that it feels good. I got rid of straws. It feels nice. Oh, it's just great. Oh, yeah. You know what? Why don't you make a re? If you really believe in this whole situation, and again, I'm not for pollution. We don't need this stuff. I I get it. Uh, but why don't you turn off the air conditioning in your place, huh? Why don't you get rid of your car? Why don't you walk? So dumb. So dumb. So anyway, um, and and the person called me, and they're, they're like, I had no idea that the whole anti-straw movement was based on a nine-year-old calling up straw manufacturers asking how many they make. And the nine-year-old estimated, well, since I talked to a few manufacturers, I'm going to guess there's $500 million a day used. Right? It's amazing what happens when facts are, are put in there. Now, speaking of, uh, of that, now, there was a story done. This is awesome because, you know, uh, one of our favorite uh, characters is uh, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus. And I got to be honest with you, I'm a little upset right now. I wear it as a bad... I try to... I'm on... I don't... You, you're a shock jock. You'll say things. I say whatever the hell I want to say, right? Um, but I call like I see it, and so do you, and that's why I think you like the show. 
It is what it is. And if I'm wrong about something, I'm wrong about something. But uh, I wore it as a badge of honor that I would constantly contact uh, Tucson Police Chief Magnus, Chris Magnus, uh, about all the terrible things that are going on. I mean, I'm told by police officers how bad things are and just people waiting seven hours for police to show up when they've been burglarized and things like that and blah, 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 right? So he will never come on the show. Doesn't want to talk to me. I've been told by people that work for TPD that uh, apparently every time I point out things, he gets very mad. He just wants all happy things to be said and blah. So uh, I find it to be funny on, on that part. So anyway, I wear it as a badge of honor that he doesn't want to come on the show. Like, it's like, are, are you really not? I mean, you're a police officer. Your, your job is to catch bad guys like criminals. You might think I'm a bad guy, but. So you go after bad guys and really bad guys and drug dealers and gang members and everything else. But you're afraid to go on a radio show. Especially if you think that I'm wrong about things, we can agree to disagree on stuff, but at least give your freaking point. Dude's never, ever wanted to come down. He knows where we are. Listen. We have two samples over here all the time because we're at a very, um, very normal area at Oracle and Fort Lowell where winners walk around. <clears throat> anyway, so um, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus apparently uh, is very upset because there's been a report about how much TPD officers get paid and how few officers there are. And anyway, why I'm upset is that apparently he it's not just me that he won't talk to anymore. It's not just me. I want you to hear some of the reports. Again, uh, it was Tucson News Now. We're down to about 800 officers, which is the levels of the 1980s. Officers are quitting left and right because they're underpaid. They don't like Magnus's policies. They don't like all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, and Magnus is not making it any better. And taxpayers are like, what the hell's going on? Why am I waiting seven hours for someone to show up when I get robbed? And nothing ever happens. Plus, the whole thing about Magnus when he was Richmond, he... Um, he, he, you know, was standing out with the Black Lives Matter people who hate cops, and he was trying to deal with them. So anyway, um, Magnus didn't want to talk to Tucson News Now. We'll get into this. Let's just, 107, here's the first part of this. is just part of the interview about how TPD is paying more in overtime than they are, you know, they can't hire officers fast enough. But anyway, they wanted to know answers. L- listen to this from Tucson News Now. Here we go. I obtained numbers from the Mesa Police Department, about the same number of officers in a city with a similar population. Mm -hmm. But on average, Mesa pays out $2 million less in OT per year. What? I wanted to ask Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus in his office why the difference. Why Tucson officers get $2 million a year more in taxpayer money than Mesa officers. He did not agree to an on-camera interview, but he did give me a statement. (laughs) It reads in part, quote, as more officers are retained and as our recruiting hiring efforts are strengthened, we hope to reduce the overtime spent to assure adequate staffing. So again, he wouldn't, so he won't go on camera? Another, I mean, really? So I'm kind of mad. I thought I was the only guy he wouldn't talk to. Apparently he won't talk to Tucson News now unless it's going to benefit him, you know, positively. Things like that. And I was wondering what was going on because... Magnus is tweeting out stuff. Um, Yesterday, a local reporter suggests the easy way, the easy answer to reducing TPD overtime expenses is to, quote, hire more officers, end quote. Of course, that is our top priority, he writes. But most overtime dollars are spent on things like cops going to court, DUI enforcement grants, um, crime scene call outs, et cetera, not patrol staffing. Hashtag facts matter. So that crap. And then I heard this and I'm like. 
Really, Magnus? So you hide behind your Twitter account? If the local reporter is so wrong, get on camera and answer him. Say it. Bad guys must be shaking in their boots right now. And then he tweeted out an hour later, this is yesterday, on July 16th, a local TV news reporter reported, quote, police officers in Tucson just got a 15% raise. Fact, as part of a city council approved police officer retention plan, only six of our 855 sworn personnel receive pay increases as high as 15%. Most others, much less. Hashtag facts matter. This just cracks me up. Cracks me up. And, it, and again, I'm sad. I thought I was the only person he wouldn't talk to. What am I doing wrong? I don't want to share that. Kind of a police chief, though. Literally, he, he won't talk to us on camera, but he gave me a statement. And then he goes on Twitter and, and tweets this stuff. <laughs> you know, and he, listen, Magnus, you know he hates Trump. Trump goes on Twitter and he tweets a whole bunch of stuff, right? But at least he'll say it, too. He doesn't just tweet crooked Hillary. He says crooked Hillary. He says this stuff. Ah. Ugh, this is what we're stuck with here. This guy. You can comment if you'd like. I. Oh, Magnus. Again, hey, dude, you know where I work. Anytime you want to, uh, anytime you want to, to talk and get your facts out, feel free. We're at Oracle in Fort Lowell. Again, you know where it is. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, feel free. Uh, we'll continue. We have more. You can talk about Magnus, the straws. Um, we have, uh, oh, we have some college stories to get to as well. This is awesome. How Dartmouth Business School is judging applicants to be accepted. You think it's on grades? Pff, yeah, right. But it's not what you think either. KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Lation. 828, thanks for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you here on KNST AM 790. Going to be about 100 today with a chance of scattered thunderstorms. Scattered thunderstorms are a chance tonight as well. Uh, Don't be surprised by that. It's monsoon. I like this, Mark. Enjoy your show every day. You're spot on in regards to Martha McSilent. Love it. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for uh, for seeing that. now, uh, I also, uh, people are wondering if I'm going to talk about uh, the babes on the five. I, uh, I'll i be on again Sunday morning at 10. I wouldn't mind being the dude on the couch. The On the five, though, you mean the chicks on the, you see, I thought, was it the five? Or the chicks on the couch? The, I call it legs on the couch. I think it's called outnumbered, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, I want to, I want, this is just awesome right here. This is college for you. This is college. And again, I had college kids. I got to get into the college kids story again. Because they probably woke up at this point and are listening, uh, you a bunch of U of A kids. Uh, but ha- but hang on a second. I, this is this is just awesome. Um, earning things. What what what? Uh, college fixes a story. Dartmouth Business School. I mean, it's got to be prestigious, right? Ivy League, Dartmouth. You probably need some pretty damn good grades to get into Dartmouth, right? I mean, uh, it says here. Um, they are now going to start admitting students based in part on their level of niceness. Niceness. Huh? There goes my chance. Niceness. Business school. Uh, Don't they know nice guys finish last? You ever try to be nice in business? Have you ever met a business owner that's nice? 
I'm sure they're nice, but when it comes to business, they want to get the best deal possible. It ain't just Trump. It's any anybody. Anybody. Best deal possible. This is... You have to be nice. Nice. That has nothing to do with business. Uh, as, as soon as I read this story, came to my head, of course, is back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Thornton Mellon, successful businessman, goes back to school, and he's taking the business theory, and he schools the professor who's never actually had any real-world experience on what it's like to actually get a business going. you got to grease the union guys. you got to do this, that. and Yeah, says right here, they're going to start admitting students based in part on their level of niceness with the school informing applicants that students there are expected to, quote, invest generously in one another's success. Socialism? So one of the reasons I married my wife is we have a lot in common. A lot of thoughts in common. And she always said that, and I agreed with her, she hated, she was a business degree. She hated when she was in college having to do group work. You know, I want to be judged on the work that I do. Because when you do any group work, and that's why you love this, you got to invest in somebody else, invest generously in another one's success, in one another's success. That's group work, right? So there's always one slug that never wants to do his part, but will always just tag along and get credit for the A or the B. Or drag you down to the B when you should get an A. There's always that one guy. That's why in radio, I've never believed in teams because I don't want to lose my job if somebody else sucks. You know, let me win or lose by me. I don't, if someone else stinks, I don't want to have to pay the price for that. So they are now at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. Said again, they'll be adding criteria uh, for attributes that administrators will consider smartness, accomplishment, Niceness and awareness. Niceness, niceness. On their webpage, candidates are described as nice if they exhibit emotional intelligence, show empathy for the diverse experiences of others. There you go. Recognize that their success and other successes are interdependent and generously invest in both. I know what you're thinking. You didn't build that. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, niceness. The school changed essay prompts on applications to ask about applicants' niceness and awareness. One reads, quote, Tuck students are nice. Invest generously in one another's success. Share an example of how you helped someone else succeed. Excuse me? I mean, aren't I getting in there? What is going on here? Right? How about me succeeding? Yeah, ask a business owner, a person that puts their uh, their gonads on the line, right? They take out loans, they work their butts off. Uh, they got to make sure that they can succeed so they can eat and their, their family can eat. And they got to, oh, let me just tell you exactly what I've done for someone else at this particular point. When they get successful, then they could do it. I mean, this is just insane. It's like they're taking away the killer instinct. That's what makes us number one. Go ask them in China how nice they are. So stupid. 834 on KNST. You know what? I'll share a story about the college kids coming back. Uh, We have that. We have the latest idea from an East Coast high-tech state to tax something that you're like, I can't believe they're going to tax that. Oh, yeah, it's coming up. Don't go anywhere right now. It's Fox. Talk. Yes. Hello, 841. Thanks for hanging out on this Friday. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Dr. Kelly Ward has... Again, reached out to Sheriff Joe and Martha McSilent for a debate for Republican vo- uh, primary voters. Silence. Nothing. They refused to debate. So Dr. Ward wrote a letter 
to the chairman of the Arizona GOP. Uh, his name is Jonathan Lines, And she said, hey, can you help me? I, I want to get a debate going. We need to do this. Uh, they, the, my opponents have refused so far. And uh, that was yesterday that there was sent that I've been told that uh, Chairman Lyons still has yet to respond. Swamp, swamp, swamp. Second thing that I think you need to know, immigration, the most important subject from Reuters a couple of weeks ago. That's for the midterm voters. Now Gallup confirms it as well. Voters say um, most important thing in the midterms is that. Is that. Um, it's It's immigration. Third thing that I think you need to know, two Tucson restaurants fall for it, but maybe they willingly wanted to fall for it. Um, they are banning plastic straws. Uh, Little Rocco's. I know, based on uh, what it, Rocco's Little, whatever. Am I calling it the wrong? Is Rocco's Little? I haven't been there. Rocco's. See, I like New York pizza. Ro- but I heard it's good, though. I don't want to say anything against them. Uh, but I think it's funny that they we've seen a lot of waste and we're going to eliminate straws and of all the things you throw in the garbage. OK, so Rocco's Little is it Rocco's Little Chicago, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, all right. Uh, they want to get rid of straws. They're going to get rid of that. Uh, and also um, Hotel Congress. No more. Soon when you go there, if you dare ask for a straw, they will look at you with contempt. You son of a. Oh, yeah. Three things I think you need to know. I find that funny. So really quick, uh, there was a a group of U of A students in here yesterday. And I just got to go over the story again because it made me feel better, okay? Uh, they were going on a tour. Every semester, there's the marketing class brought here by their professor. They go around the radio station. The first one, they don't have the chance to speak to me. They're, uh, it's, really, it's terrible for, you know, for them. They can learn so much because they come in while I'm on the air. The second class always comes in as soon as the show's over at 10 o'clock. So the professor's like, hey, can I bring him in? Sure, come on in. They pile all in here, you know. And the professor's like, can you tell them what you do? I said, yeah, I make fun of everybody who's stupid people for four hours. News, politics, I just make fun of stupid people. It's pretty, it, you know, there it is. I said, any questions? In a, very, I was in a nicer tone than that. Any questions, right? I was nicer, right, Jasmine? You were in here. Any questions? And nobody raised their hand. So I said, you guys are going to do great in this world. So one Guy raises his hand and says, um, why can't I remember this exactly? You think you're short on sleep, Jasmine. I'm, I, he said, uh, you make fun of people. You make fun of stupid people. How do you do that without offending them? That's what he said, right? How do you do that without offending them? And I looked at him. I said, why would I give a bleep about offending them? And they liked that. They liked that a lot. And it's amazing to me, though, that the first thing that the kid asked, the college kid, was basically about offending someone and doing insinuating kind of how do you do this that we're we're told to do things without offending anybody you know can't celebrate Cinco de Mayo can't have a taco and a Corona and a sombrero on your head you're gonna you're gonna piss off somebody um St. Patty's Day you could appropriate the Irish not a problem there but that's their first instinct they're being taught you can't offend people so I punched back and the reaction from them was um Awesome. It's like they're just dying to be told it's okay to have an opinion and it's okay if you offend someone. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to agree with what you believe. And that's okay. And if someone's offended by what you say, 
There's nothing you could do about it, right? That's fine. Somebody could look at me and say, I think Trump's an idiot. Does that offend me? I mean, whatever. I guess they're entitled to their opinion. What am I going to do? Tell them you can't say that, right? No, no, no. Shh, no, no. Now you're Kurt. You get out of here. Whatever. You you have the right to do whatever you, you want, right? And it is what it is. Okay? Um. So, there you go. Uh, I thought it was just interesting, and I thought it was cool that they weren't, like, offended that I said, I don't care about offending people. They were just excited about it. It was almost like a breath of fresh air. And then they're all like, this is the best. This is the most we've learned. This is the most fun part of the tour. And I'm like, of course it was. And now they're, you know, they're all going to listen, right? They're all going to listen. Um, so that's cool. I appreciate that. Now, so here's, like, another college story that I have lined up about, uh, you know, college students, you know, if they believe that if they're offended, what are they offended by? They're offended by something that you believe or you say that they don't agree with. They can't just say, I don't agree with that. They have to say, I'm offended. And if they're offended, then you, in their mind, don't have the right to say it. That's what it comes down to. Here's a story from Campus Reform. Students demand that university cancel Mike Pence event. Vice president comes to your school. Whether it was Joe Biden or Mike Pence, pretty school, pretty cool. The vice president's going to be there. I mean, it doesn't happen every day. But they want him to cancel. Why do they want to cancel? Because he offends them. It's not like he tortured a puppy or something like that. No, he offends them. Students created a petition demanding Lee University cancel an appearance by Mike Pence on Saturday. They want to protest if the administrators don't comply. This is the vice president of the United States of America. The petition declares Pence's political views are at odds with Christian values. You believe that? They accuse him of being a bigot, working uh, an outright bigotry against the working and poor classes. Of course, more people have jobs than ever in the history of this country. Black unemployment, Hispanic unemployment is at record lows. But hey, he's hey, he hates the working and poor classes, which of course got he and Trump elected. It's how stupid these college kids are. They also say that he's, um, they accuse him of being uh, an outright bigot against the LGBTQI plus community, immigrants, and blacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, They offered seven reasons why the event should be canceled. America First policies, that's the big thing. His involvement in America First policies, um, they ignore Christian values. I mean, this this is incredible, isn't it? Bottom line is they just don't agree with him. And, and they don't even realize how wrong they are, but they don't agree with them. And, it's, you know, instead of just simply not going to the event, which generally what happens, right? I mean, if, if you don't like a restaurant, you don't go. You don't be like, that's it. You have to close down. That's what the other side says. Now, again, would I, if I was the other side, I would demand that Rocco's Little Chicago be shut down. Let's go protest it because they don't want to use straws anymore. Plastic straws. It's the stupidest thing ever. If they don't want to do it, fine. I can poke fun at them with a plastic straw. But the other side, remember that uh, it was last year and it became a national story here in Tucson. Um, some business, I forget what the hell it was called, some restaurant, they basically put on Facebook why they support Trump and what they're against, right? They did that. And all of a sudden they got protested. They had to shut down their restaurant because people We're calling up threatening. If you don't like it, don't go. That's what the freaking free market is about. 
Anyway. Um, it was good to see, though, that these college kids, they at least got it. You know, and they don't mind the whole idea of offending people. They have to be told it's okay, though. That's why I told them. And they, they were like, oh, good. That, right? Am I right? That's what it was. Give me some hope. Give me some hope. I'll get to what uh, New Jersey wants to tax. <laughs> this is, oh, boy. Just, this is so dumb. We'll get to that. We have so much more to get to. Don't go anywhere. It's KNST. 855, Garrett Lewis with you right here. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 100 today, a C-note. Scatter thunderstorms are a chance. Be on the lookout. The bad women will melt. Um, This is cracking me up. New Jersey is, this is what East Coast, man. We need more money. More tax. Yeah, great. You know they tax people that leave? If you leave New Jersey, if you move, you sell your house, it exit tax. They're so broke. Now they're thinking of taxing tap water. Yes. State Senator Bob Smith, Democrat. They're trying to tax. He's thinking about taxing tap water, and this guy's trying to say it's not a tax. It's a user fee, which is a friggin' tax. It's a user fee based on volume. Ten cents for every thousand gallons of water a home uses. He said it'll only add 32 bucks a year to your average water bill. Only this, only that, blah, blah, blah. Yep. The most taxed state, overtaxed people in New Jersey. Do you know that? Think California's bad. They're gonna start taxing on the air you breathe. Oh, it's gonna happen. By the way, you notice the media is not talking at all. They love talking about polls. Trump's losing this, that. The Gallup poll that I talked about a couple of days ago, it it negates everything they want to do with Russia. It is less than one percent of Americans think the situation with Russia is the most important problem. It was actually too small to represent. It didn't even have a number, it had an asterisk. It was like 28th out of the thing. 28th. Isn't that a story that nobody gives a crap? They don't think that this Russia thing is that big of a deal? Isn't that a story? Matter of fact, I have some fun stuff coming up uh, in 10 minutes. Uh, A bunch of uh, Trump supporters were asked about uh, Russia. Is he a traitor? What do you think? Wait till you hear what they had to say. Don't go anywhere. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Investors Business Daily raised an important question. Democrats insisting the Russia plot to hack the DNC email servers is the equivalent of Pearl Harbor and 9-11. So how come they don't seem to care that a foreign entity, maybe it was China, maybe Iran, North Korea, apparently not Russia, managed to hack into Hillary's private server and obtain classified and top secret information on her server nobody ever seems to raise that question there's not if that is not the biggest double standard i don't know what is it's interesting the fbi director christopher ray said yesterday that china not russia poses the biggest intelligence threat to america pointing out that beijing has hacked into computer systems of just about every industry in the country the sean hannity show from coast to coast later today What interest rate would you rather pay on your credit card debt? 17% or less than 6% APR? The answer is obvious. Lightstream. 
Because with Lightstream, you may be able to consolidate credit card debt and dramatically cut your interest rate to as low as 5.89% APR with AutoPay. Plus, radio listeners get an additional rate discount. Just go to lightstream.com slash better. With average interest rates on credit card debt at 17% APR, Lightstream could save you thousands in interest. And because Lightstream is a division of SunTrust Bank, one of the nation's largest and strongest financial institutions, you can have complete peace of mind. The application takes just minutes, and there are no fees and no pressure. Just lower rates, one low fixed monthly payment, and huge savings. So if you have good credit, apply today and get a special interest rate discount when you go to lightstream.com slash better. That's lightstream.com slash better. Lightstream.com slash better. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com for more information. Oh, here we go. What's up? It's 908. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Media still doesn't get it. I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, number one. Number one. Um, it turns out that Kelly Ward has written a letter to the state GOP. Yes, state GOP chairman, Jonathan Line said, can you help get a, basically, can you help get a debate set up between Martha McSally and Joe Arpaio and me? I've asked them. They refuse to do anything. Uh, Fox News wants it. We can help in any way. And let me tell you something. She sent that letter yesterday, and I've been told uh, that uh, he still has not responded to the letter. What is McSally running from? Why is she hiding? Because... Well, anyway, you know what? Obviously, the state GOP in here in Arizona, the swamp. Best thing you can do is cut off the funds to it. That's what, you know, why would you give money to them, right? Second thing that I think you need to know, this is coming out. New York Times, is it true? Is it not true? You know, that's what it comes down to. New York Times is a story. It's coming out this morning. Uh, Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer, secretly taped Trump discussing payment to Playboy model. Is it true? Is it true? We'll get into that. In a minute, along with what Trump supporters may or may not do. Third thing, I think you need to know immigration, the number one issue, according to Gallup. Going into the midterms, immigration. Uh, Reuters can, had the same poll two weeks ago. Immigration. Gallup now, immigration. Voters care about that the most. And remember, the Gallup poll that I talked about, it's on my Facebook page from a few days ago. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Uh, Russia, when you say, what's the biggest problem in the world? Uh, the situation with Russia was like 28th. It didn't even qualify. It was less than 1%. It was an asterisk. People aren't caring. They're not caring about it. It doesn't hit them every day. And, well, they should be. Really, why? Because the media tells them to? Three things I think you need to know. So, really quick. Um, story in the New York Times. Michael Cohen, Trump's longtime lawyer, secretly recorded a conversation with Trump two months before the presidential election in which they discussed payments to a former Playboy model who said she had an affair with Trump, according to lawyers and other, others familiar with the recording. FBI seized the recording this year. Uh, deep state looking for stuff. I'm sorry, was Trump in the White House? I'm sorry, did he, did he do anything illegal? FBI seized this recording. They claim Justice Department is investigating Cohen's involvement. They're going to push for this again, Right? Prosecutors want to know whether whether that violated federal campaign finance laws and any conversation with Mr. Trump about those payments would be of keen interest to them. Um, 
Rudy Giuliani, Trump's personal lawyer, confirmed in a telephone conversation on Friday that Mr. Trump had discussed the payments with Mr. Cohen on the tape, but said the payment was ultimately never made. Recording, Giuliani said it was less than two minutes, demonstrated the president had done nothing wrong. Giuliani, quote, nothing in the conversation suggests that he had any knowledge of it in advance. Adding Trump had directed Cohen that if he were to make a payment related to the woman, write a check rather than sending cash so it could be properly documented. Giuliani said in the big scheme of things, it's powerful exculpatory evidence. Huh. The former Playboy model is Karen McDougal. Said she began a nearly year-long affair with Trump in 06. Shortly after Trump's wife, Melania, gave birth to this son, Barron. She sold the story to the National Enquirer for 150 grand during the final months of the presidential election, but the tabloid sat on it, which kept it from becoming public. Practice is known as catch and kill. Hey, when you sell it, isn't it theirs? Is it true? Is it not true? So here's the situation. Let's say it is true. Do you care? The media is going to love this because they think it's uh, salacious. You know, it's just, ooh, it's scandal-ridden affair. This, that, a guy that's the president now. Did he do this affair when he was the president? This is Trump 12 years ago. Do you care what Trump does in the bedroom with anybody? That's between he and his wife, isn't it? What do you care about the most? America being defended, building a wall, lowering taxes, creating jobs, right? They, the media still doesn't get, we don't care about this. This isn't going to make people go, well, now I just can't support Trump. Oh, man. They just don't get it. They don't get another thing that's maybe even bigger, maybe even bigger, which is we look at this, and it's not deflection, but we say, this is what they're worried about? Hillary arranged for the selling of uranium to a Russian state company. I think that's a bit more important. Hillary had a server that was not secure that had lots and lots and lots of emails. Top secret, classified, denied it. Hillary and the DNC teamed up to pay a firm to create a fake dossier that was then used by the FBI and the Justice Department to try to create stuff about Trump. And you're going to tell me I should give a crap about what Trump as a private citizen did in 2006? And if he paid a lady to shut up about it? I don't care. I mean, all of a sudden, they're Boy Scouts. You sit back and remember the stories from just months ago. Of lawmakers. They have a secret stash of money set aside to pay off aides and staffers that they sexually assault and physically assault and abuse. It's a secret list. They get taxpayer money to pay them off to shut them up, and they get taxpayer funded attorneys to help make it happen. And you want me to you want me to be mad about what Trump did in 2006? The media still doesn't understand you, do they? They don't understand me. I think you and me might be the same. 880-KNST, 880-5678. They still don't get it. They're trying to drive that wedge. But this isn't important to us.
They really believe that we believe that politicians are some noble people that are perfect and virtuous and have never done anything wrong. (laughs) Wait for it. Thank you. So they're trying again, and it's going to go exactly nowhere. Nowhere. I voted for a guy to be president. Uh, Not anything else. Not anything else. I want you to hear this, too. Um, Where did this go? I have a... uh, Oh, here it is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, News... Channel 4 News in the UK went all the way to Michigan to talk to Trump supporters uh, after he had his press conference with... Uh, with Putin. And they are trying to figure out why Trump supporters aren't mad. By the way, there's a poll. It was like 79% of Republicans liked what Trump said and did in that press conference of Putin. Right? So, they talk to these people. It's men and women. On uh, probably the lakes of Michigan somewhere. Beautiful backdrop. And they're asking, this, this uh, woman, this reporter for Channel 4 News in the UK, in Michigan, asking about what they think of Trump now and the media coverage and everything. Am I up over there? Uh, I want you to hear this. Listen to this. Here we being go. Being called a traitor. I wonder how you feel about that. I, honestly, we laugh out loud when we hear it. We're like, what? What are we hearing? Uh, we're on the brink of war. No, you know, uh, President Trump. One press meeting. Right. One, one press conference. We're at a war. The public expects nothing less than the, from the swamp in D.C. Mm-hmm. in their cronies in the media. Mm-hmm. It was a one-hour press conference after a two-hour private meeting. We have no idea what happened in the private meeting. We, it was a one-hour press conference, and we're, I'm supposed to change my opinion about a president that's doing all kinds of amazingly positive things because of a one-hour press conference. It's, it's, it's a like, swamp it's, screaming. It's, it's, it's a, a swamp being chicken little, the sky's falling in, <laughs> and American people are getting tired of it. Yep. You've got Republicans criticizing President Those are Trump. never Trumpers. Never Trump. And you know what? We love when Trump is Trump because it exposes them, and we, we love that. We love seeing it. We can focus on what Trump says in a press conference, or we can focus on what he actually does. Yes. And he's put people back to work, record low unemployment for Hispanics, for African Americans, record high employment for the whole country. Um, look at what he does. It, it's really, it's, it speaks to middle America. And, and the swamp it, may not like it, but they don't like and it. that's why they're screaming pretty loud. How is the media not talking about that? How is the media not talking about what everything that Scott just said? You know, uh, they, they, they scream impeachment. So screaming uh, that he's a traitor, that's not very far off. So do you think that Russia did interfere in the election? No. United States it medals in elections. What's too. sad is that President Obama chose to do nothing about it. He was the president when this happened, and they knew about it, and they chose to do nothing. There was no. That's what the. That's what the. No main street, that's but what there's the, been meddling for years. There's been meddling. There's been meddling for years. It didn't change the outcome. See, this is the thing. We're on the ground, so we're talking to voters all the time. That's all we do, is work on campaigns. People love this president. That's why President Trump won. They just can't handle that. They, they keep needing a reason, an excuse. How did this monstrosity happen? How did this abomination make it to the White House? The truth is, is the American people love him. And they still support not him. All the, not all the American people love him. I mean, mm-hmm. half the country yeah, sure. is divided, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. You're right. And they either love him or hate him. We yeah. talked about that before. There is no middle ground right now, which is a shame. I wonder how you feel about Russia generally. 
Do you think Russia is an ally for the well, U.S.? Well, they're, they're not our friend. They're, they're, they're not a friend. They're a political foe. That but if they're a political they're foe, then why is uh, President Trump reaching out to them in this way? Why wouldn't you? Why mm. wouldn't you be They have, friends the, they have the largest well. nuclear arsenal after us. the United States. Do you think that any of this will affect what people are saying to you when you're out campaigning? For 2018 or 2020? Both. Yeah. No. Not for 18. No. It all Not comes down to the economy and jobs. Mm -hmm. Are they making more money? Is there more money in their paycheck? Can they provide for their family and kids? So to those who are calling President Trump a traitor and to those who are critical of him, including Republicans, what's your message? It was one meeting. Yeah. I think they better get on the Trump train and start yeah. enjoying their life again. You've been in the swamp too long. <laughs> mm -hmm. Get back to middle America mm -hmm. and see Either what that, matters. Yeah, they ought to go get a job. They need to get unelected and go work in the, in the real world. Pretty strong crap right there, isn't it? Pretty incredible stuff. It's not just you and me. People, that's why, look, and I've said this for a long time, we have the free flow of information unlike ever before. I mean, we could find out stuff. You want to say it's fake, some things are fake, some things are not fake, but you have the ability to figure that out. And, I mean, you heard them. They're not just parroting what Trump says. I mean, we actually see stats and data. And Trump says it, and it's true. It's true that the unemployment, it's all there. I know there are a lot of dumb people out there, and there's always going to be. But I'm telling you, people are more informed. More informed than ever before. They see what's going on. Again, not there are still people that just are blinded by hatred and stupidity and everything else, but they see it. By the way, speaking of what... Uh, what they were talking about uh, really quick with Trump. Uh, let's do 111 real quick. Trump's talking to CNBC about Russia, about Putin. And I mean, again, it's like no matter what happens. The haters will hate. The media will ignore Trump. Again, we played the, the, the videos yesterday. It's on my page at KNST.com. It's on my Facebook page. You can like and follow it where Trump condemned Russia, you know, three or four times in that one clip in different areas. Um, for meddling and everything else. But it, it's like they just act as if it doesn't even happen. Okay, and listen to Trump talk to CNBC. Here we go. Look at the sanctions I've put on. Look at the diplomats I threw out. Look at all of the things that I've done. Nobody else did what I've done. Obama didn't do it. Obama was a patsy for Russia. He was a total patsy. Look at the statement he made where he thought the mics were turned off, okay? Mm -hmm. The stupid statement he made. Nobody does a big like deal about that. Getting along with President Putin, getting along with Russia is a positive, not a negative. Right. Now, with that being said, if that doesn't work out, I'll be the worst enemy he's ever had. He's, uh, he's honest when it comes to But he's not honest when he wasn't. He played pay off that Playboy girl and he had an affair with. I don't care. What you just don't understand again, media. I don't care. Do you care? You heard what people said. We look at the results that are happening. If Melania is going to make him sleep on the couch in the White House, that sucks for him. Bill Clinton's bopping interns in the Oval Office as the president. Ah, it's okay. He's doing a good job. That's what we were told. Remember that? Yeah. Funny, isn't it? I mean, we see all this stuff and... We judge it by the job that he is doing. You could comment if you'd like, 880-KNST, 880-5678. What a freaking show. Every damn day, huh? 
And don't forget, Sunday morning, I just got more emails from Fox News. I'll be on Fox News Channel um, this Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time is what they're telling me. Uh, 10.30 a.m. our time. 1.30 Eastern. 10.30 our time is what they're telling me. Um, so just, you know, if you have nothing else to do, have a cup of coffee and you get bonus Garrett on Sunday where you normally wouldn't get me, you get me for a whopping five minutes, five minutes. And I plan on solving the world's problems in five minutes. It'll be easy to do. We'll continue. NST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Right, that's right. Nine twenty nine. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, it's it's Garrett Lewis, and it's going to be hot and humid. Scattered thunderstorms are a possibility today and tonight. Hundred for a high. Scattered thunderstorms tomorrow as well. Um, but yes, again, I've been. Uh, I just got an email. Ten thirty a.m. Sunday morning on Fox News Channel. Uh, my mug will be up there. Not the shave. Dress up. I mean, radio is fun. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Um, let's go to Joe. Joe, welcome to KNST. Hi, Joe. Yeah, hey, Garrett. Hey, a couple things. First one being, if only the left would fight wars the way that they've waged war on Trump. Ooh. And what I mean by that is these guys just keep coming and coming in waves, and it's wave after wave after wave. If we'd have done that in Iraq, Afghanistan, <coughs> excuse me, and, and fighting um, ISIS, We'd have been out of there years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and my second comment is, um, you know what? I think the Trump supporters, when we voted him into office, we knew we weren't getting an altar boy or a Boy Scout, and that's not what we wanted. We wanted a businessman who was going to turn the country around and make, like they say, make America great again and get everybody jobs. Yeah. And the last comment I had, <coughs> excuse me, of no course, problem. all of a sudden I get a tickle in my throat. That's all right. Is... You know, where was the outrage when Obama was bowing down to Saudi princes and, and, and trying to negotiate with the Castros and trying to – this stuff is so fake and so phony on the left and the media. It's, it's almost makes you want to puke, and it's to the point where I think the right and everybody else just – we're just – Letting it roll off our, our, our back like a like water off a duck's back. We just don't yeah. care about those guys anymore. Exactly. We don't. We don't care. You know where the outrage was when he bowed. We had the outrage. We had it. It was just never on TV. They they act that as if they try to brainwash us. If you think that that's outrageous, you're a racist and you're a moron. So people kind of were afraid to say it, except for people like you and me. Um, now though, they tried to create the narrative that you should be so outraged about what Trump did in Finland with Putin and what he said that if you're not outraged, you're a moron. That's what they try to do, and we don't go well, for that I, stuff. Yeah, and and I think if you or I were to walk down the street and nobody recognized us, and we just started asking questions, what do you think about how how Trump handled Putin? I'll bet you a majority of the people would say, I don't know, what, did, what happened? <laughs> I think the media tries to search out people that are going to support their media, or I'm sorry, their, um, their propaganda, mm-hmm. and, and then that's what everybody thinks, because that's what they're going to broadcast on the televisions. Yep. You are 100% right. I have more on that, too. Joe, thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, there's more to that. Do you know the website Slate? Slate Slate.com? They have a chief political correspondent, Jamel Bowie. Well, Jamel wrote an op-ed. 
said that the mission of journalists is to weaken the support of Trump's base. That, yeah, that, that the mission of journalists weaken Trump's base. I'm sorry, I thought you were supposed to report the news, right? She wrote, for the better part of two years now, reporters have been trying to find the issue or offense that could fracture Trump's base of support. Exactly. She's admitting it. They've traveled to Trump country for regular updates from working class whites and other key Trump constituents, only to find those voters have been unmoved by each controversy. But if there's anything that could break the president's hold on his base, it might be an economic agenda that harms their pocketbooks and hurts their livelihoods. She admitted the whole point of the journalists is to literally try to destroy Trump's base to get us to not believe in what he is doing. It doesn't get any more black and white from that. That was the chief political correspondent from Slate.com, which is a noted liberal website. That's that's their job? Holy smokes. 933, we'll have more. Don't go anywhere. Here's Fox. Emulating talk. Oh, hello. 942 on this Friday. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, Kelly Ward has written a letter to the Arizona GOP chairman asking, can you help organize a debate between me, Martha McSally, Joe Arpaio? They won't respond. Fox News wants to air it. Um, And uh, a day after that letter was delivered, still no response from Chairman Lines, Jonathan Lines. So I guess the the swamp's protecting the swamp. We don't really want to have it. Second thing I think you need to know, immigration, the number one topic, number one worry. Uh, Number one thing, item agenda, you name it, uh, for people when it comes to the midterm elections. Uh, Immigration. Gallup had a poll today where they did that. Two weeks ago was Reuters. Immigration. People care about that the most. Uh, Third thing I think you need to know, New York Times claims that they have a tape of Trump telling his lawyer, his lawyer then, Michael Cohen, about payment for a Playboy playmate that he allegedly had an affair with back in 06 to pay her off before the election. Yawn. This will this will get um, this will get a lot of play in the media, and again, it will have zero effect on Trump supporters because we know who we elected. Right? Three things I think you need to know. Um, so there was a very interesting story. We have a lot of stuff to get to before the end of the show. Um, did you hear about the uh, Chick Fil A birth? Only at Chick Fil A. Apparently, um, husband and wife, uh, wife's pregnant, she goes into labor. Phelan Griffin goes into labor. Her husband, Robert, uh, they're driving, right? They're driving. Um, Apparently, they pulled into a Chick-fil-A parking lot uh, because they were going to drop off their two daughters with a family friend. She was already in labor. And and this was going to, they're going to drop drop this off. This happened in Texas, by the way. So they were going to drop off their uh, two daughters with a family friend on their way to University Hospital in Texas. Chick Fil A was closed. Um, his wife had to desperately go to the bathroom, so they banged on the restaurant's glass door around ten thirty at night. Staff members cleaning up because they're nice there. Let her in. She was thirty eight weeks pregnant at the time. They let her and her husband inside. That's when she started to scream. She didn't have to just go to the bathroom. She had to actually deliver the baby. They were on their way to the hospital. Uh, The store director said, I'm about to dial 911. I opened the door. She's just screaming. Right? 
Um, the husband came running. There's no way the ambulance could get there quickly enough. Um, the husband, and I would have passed out. The husband said, I can just see the top of their, it's now a daughter. They named the daughter. She was, she was born in a Chick-fil-A bathroom. Where were you born? A Chick-fil-A bathroom. Uh, Gracelyn May Violet Griffin. So he said, I could see the top of Gracelyn's head just barely crowning. And again, at that point, I, bleh, gone. That's just me. When my, the two births that we had and no more, kitchen's closed. Um, that the, our, my wife's doctor was like, look that way. I'm like, no problem. I mean, he knew. Stare at the wall. That's the guy I've told this story. The first time we gave birth to my son, Grayson, uh, he's just standing there. It's Christmas Eve, and he's just looking, and I guess it's, it's starting to go down, and I've only seen, you know, movies and the Cosby show. So in movies, the, the dad's in scrubs, and I'm like, am I dressed the right way? Yeah, you're fine. I'm wearing like Adidas running pants and a T-shirt. And, and he said, and I'm like, okay, my... He's like, grab a leg. I'm like, what? Grab a leg. And I'm like, am I dressed another year? Oh, you're fine. I said, wait, wait a second. Why am I paying you? Like, why am I doing work, right? So anyway, I would have passed out. So anyway, the, the, the husband said, I told my wife, sweetie, we're going to do something great. And we're going to do it right here. We're going to do it right now. In the Chick-fil-A bathroom. So his wife was straddling the toilet. When the daughter's shoulders emerged, he could see the umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck twice. I mean, can you imagine? He's not a doctor. He said, I didn't want to alert my wife, so I just told her, try to relax for a minute, and I was able to somehow unwrap the cord from the baby's neck. The ordeal lasted just six minutes. I mean, no epidural. I mean, this is six minutes. At least it was just six minutes. He had to wrap her. In his shirt. I mean, you just give birth to a baby. Everything's supposed to be clean. You go to, if you're going to labor room and it's clean, it's sterile. I mean, it's. He had to wrap her in his shirt. Of course, they're in a Chick fil A bathroom. Do you know what kind of a shirt he was wearing? Trump 2020. I mean, this girl, her life is already. It's, it's already mapped out. She gets. She, she's born in a Chick fil A bathroom wrapped in a Trump t shirt? Oh, yeah. Future president right here. Yeah, he wrapped her uh, in his Trump 2020 T-shirt. And this is going viral right now, by the way. Uh, what do you think is going to happen when Trump sees this? You know he's going to invite them to the White House. You know it's, it's got to happen. And it makes me jealous considering, again, the picture that I've been trying to get to the Trumpster for like almost a year now when our second son, Harrison, was born. And we did like, the newborn pictures and you could use um, some kind of a prop. And uh, he was butt naked. You see his little... His little tush, and he has nothing on except my Make America Great Again yarmulke. And it's a great picture. I think Trump would love it. And I didn't even want to give it to my wife's like, you got to get that to him. Okay. Don't you know people? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So anyway, he did that. Um, it's just so, it's just too funny. Uh, so it was, it was uh, paramedics that then got there, took care of everything. Apparently, they're a proud conservative Christian family. So, they, again, it fits. They have a baby in a Chick-fil-A bathroom wrapped in a Trump 2020 T-shirt. That's what he wrote on uh, Instagram. It's been shared 76,000 times. 76,000 times. So, Chick-fil-A said, all right. They gave, uh, Chick-fil-A gave her a little nugget onesie. And I believe she has, she's, um, yeah, she's, they guaranteed the baby a job. She can get a job at Chick-fil-A at age 16. They guaranteed her a job. 
And they also uh, said that she'll get Chick-fil-A for life for free. Now, at that point, I think you're going to see a lot of people have a run on giving birth in Chick-fil-A bathrooms. It is delicious. If I'd have known that, I would have told my wife, listen, I know it's probably going to be painful and stuff, but uh, Chick-fil-A for life? Chick-fil-A for life and a job. This is a fantastic story. They're apparently going to have her birthday party, of course, at Chick-fil-A. Isn't that awesome? Uh, Yeah, the franchise owner, Ben Stover is his name, said she'll get Chick-fil-A for life for free, a job when she's 16, and she could have her first birthday party here as well. It's phenomenal. Uh, 9.50. Phenomenal stuff right there. Uh, I have have more. We don't... What have, we, what have we not done today? We've done so much. You know, we need to, if you missed, this is just unbelievable. We got to do the, uh, the, the Whoopi Goldberg thing. We did a great story, then you can hear that. So that's the love, right? All you hear is Trump people are haters, and they're hateful, and they're hatred. You heard that, right? Uh, wait till you hear what Whoopi Goldberg did to a Trump supporter. Holy crap. Coming up, KNST, AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Sleep.com. Nine fifty five. Garrett Lewis with you right here. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Going to be a hundred today. Scattered thunderstorms tonight. Isolated thunderstorms tomorrow. Chance of isolated thunderstorms as well. There's just storm, storm here, storm there. There's storm, storm everywhere. Um, Trump told CNBC real fast he might up the um. The tariff situation, he might up it to $500 billion in tariffs against China. Uh, An example of winning was a few days ago, China said that they were going to uh, file a complaint with the World Trade Organization, WTO. Uh, China that's been ripping us off for a long time, uh, whether it's through trade, whether it's through stealing our intellectual property, you name it. They are are now trying to call the umpires. Isn't that just, it's hilarious. It's awesome. It's so good. So good. All right, real quick, um, ju- let's play, uh, what do you have, 109? You know what? Do we have to, I don't know if we have time to play this. Here's the thing. Play, play a little bit of it, 109. Ju- Whoopi Goldberg got so mad at, like, go ahead, play it. Judge Janine on The View, because uh, she likes Trump. Here's my question for you, because you talk about, you said you talk about. I am not, Judge. Nobody no, is. I, no, oh, yeah. Did you just point at me? Yes. You just pointed at me. Listen, I don't have. Trump derangement. Let me tell you what I have. I have a lot of, I'm tired of people starting a conversation with Mexicans or liars and rapists. I'm tired. Okay, so we needed that. She gets mad. She starts yelling at her, wouldn't let her answer a question, said, that's it, time's up. And they they went to commercial break and they kicked her off the show. So Janine Pirro said there was more to it. Let's play the next one, 110. She met Whoopi after the show in the hallway. She ran into her. This is what happened. She asked me a question and then yells at me, yells about Donald Trump, yells about. And when I try to answer, she continued to yell. But it didn't end there, Sean. What happened was I realized the segment was over. I got up uh, and I, I just started. I left the stage going downstairs and I saw her and I had to walk by her. And I said, Whoopi, I fought for victims my whole life, something like that. And she started cursing at me. What did she, she say? Tell, tell everybody what she said without saying it. She said. Blank you. F you. 
F you. And I said, Whoopi, did you just say F you? I mean, I was, she was right here. And then she said, get the F out of this building. Mm. And she yelled at me Angry. again, get the F out of this building. And I, I felt like I was less than dirt. I, I couldn't believe wow. that I went there to have a conversation. I got thrown off the set, thrown out of the building. And as I walked mm. away, She's yelling at me, get the F out of this building. Wow. How about that for tolerance, huh? Inclusiveness. Open to other thought. Yeah. All right. Have a great weekend. Don't forget, I'll be on Fox News Channel this Sunday morning at 1030 hour time. I hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.